The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you already know this. Very, very excited, by the way about today's show not only do we have steve talking about the xfl conference tournament week for college troops and he's got a big big thing he's thinking about as it relates to major league baseball we'll also be joined momentarily by chris bevilacqua who's the co-founder and ceo of simple bet company i found out about recently I didn't even know you could do this. Like, I knew there was in-game betting. I know you could bet on every drive in a football game or every pitch in a baseball game. So very much looking forward to talking to Chris momentarily. I found out about this a couple weeks before the Super Bowl. It's amazing. And you can do it at DraftKings, which is incredible. Check me out on social media, always at Ross Tucker NFL. We're growing rapidly at Ross Tucker Pod, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. My TikTok is evidently blowing up. I hardly ever go on it, but Jack does those posts for me at Ross Tucker NFL. You can also always watch the show at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Going to bring on the guest and Steve at the same time. You know Steve. You love Steve at Fezzik Sports is where you can get him and only at Fezzik Sports. Do not Except any of the imposters. And then Chris Bevilacqua, what you want to do is check out Simple Bet HQ on Twitter at Simple Bet HQ. Chris, by the way, a uh, former two time All American wrestler at Penn State. Is that our nationals this weekend, Chris, or two more weeks? Oh, yeah, they're uh, two more weeks. The Big Tens were just uh, on Saturday in Penn State. One again, and now they're going for the 10th NCAA title in the last 12 years. Kale Sanderson, the head coach, is now in jail. Be careful who you get in a fight with, because if they're a wrestler, you're in trouble. Okay? Like, you might think you got the upper hand, but if they're a wrestler, 
it's uh it's not a good deal. So I you know honestly, Chris, let's just start and dive right into it. You guys basically have invented micro betting, which is the ability to bet within games based on any play, any interaction during the games, which I feel like for whatever reason, and I'm sure you'll tell me it's growing rapidly, and I know a lot of people do for the Super Bowl, but I feel like it hasn't really been as promoted as, you know, three-team parlays and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I think that's generally true because the technology that we've built, and we're a technology company, right? And we sell enterprise software to DraftKings and Caesars and Bet365, and they offer what you're describing as in-game, what we call micro-betting. And the technology to build, you know, to build this technology took, you know, we're, we're about to turn five years old. We've invested over $80 million. We've got heavy investment in machine learning and automation. And it's really super complicated technology to build. And it really only started, we only started getting it distributed about two years ago um, when we first came out. And, you know, it's in the early days. I, I still consider it top of the first inning here. And the product has been wildly successful. And like I said, we're, we're just about two years into it being live. And users are now just discovering that, like you said, you can, well, I can bet on every single pitch in a baseball game in real time. It's like it's instant gratification. And that's what's different about this. All right. So I know Steve has questions. I do as well. So. But I didn't find out about this, I don't think, until after the NFC Championship game. But just so I have this right, in the second half of the NFC Championship game, on my DraftKings Sportsbook app, I could have bet every time the Niners got the football, I could have, number one, bet that they were going to punt it on that series. And then, number two, I could have bet run, run, run every play when they didn't have a quarterback. Precisely right. Exactly. Because... Brock Purdy, as you know, got hurt, and they were down to their fourth quarterback, and they obviously couldn't throw the ball. So if you were on the other side, you should have, like you said, been pounding punt and pounding run on every play. And those were markets that we had available throughout the whole second half. Okay. So then that's the next question, Chris. It's like most of your markets are automated and machine learning, but you have to have somebody available, right? Otherwise, you guys are going to lose your butt or drafting is going to lose their butt if people are just betting run and punt every time. So how does it work in terms of setting the markets for each play? Yeah, I mean, all the markets are built out by using a lot of historical data, all the machine learning models that go into all the historical data. And then we take a real-time live incident feed out of the stadium, right, where um, you're getting the exact uh, play results. And, and those, those incident feeds are all combined into our product, which then generates that through automation. And we have traders, right? So in that example on the second half of the NSV Championship, the traders are actually watching the live event happen and obviously – um, can shade the pricing in one way or another in order to keep it a profitable product. And that's that's essentially I'm, I'm cutting through a lot of complicated uh, factors in terms of the technology, but that's how it works. All right. So, Steve, I want to get you in here. My first question for you is, 
Did you know about this? Like, do you know about these markets? Do you bet these markets at all? Yeah, I know about them. I do not bet them. The, the challenge, when you're watching DirecTV, the next play has already been run. You're on a 45-second delay. So the challenge is that the only way, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong here, that after you're out of a TV timeout, the only way this can work is that I need to look at your interface. Chris, your company needs to tell me the results of the play because I'm never going to get it on the TV in time to be able to ever get a wager in. And so you've got to get a consumer that's actually following your site that you will tell them what the last play has been, which hasn't occurred for another 35 seconds on my TV. And that has been a bridge too far for me to have any interest in it. How do you address that? Yeah, that's a great question. You're getting into the issue of latency and if you sort of step back and I come, I'm not from the sports betting world, Steve, I'm from the media world, right? So I deal with the direct TVs and the Comcast and the dish networks of the world. Um, and most consumption of a live sporting event comes through a set top box or antennas. And that's about 85% of the people that are watching a live event. Okay. So typically that's about seven, eight, nine seconds behind the real stadium event. There are streaming services, like you just said, DirecTV Stream, and that could be 30, 45, 60 seconds behind, right? So that's about 15% of the audience. So you're, you're roughly, with the vast majority of the audience, you're about seven, eight, nine seconds behind. And for markets like our most popular market, for example, is drive level exact. What's going to happen on this drive, right? Is it going to be a touchdown, a field goal, a punt, or a turnover? And that's about 40% of all the sort of micro action. And those things take event, those things take place over the course of several minutes, right? A drive typically will last a number of plays. And so if you're seven, eight seconds behind, it's not a big deal. If you're on a play level market, is this next play going to be a run or a pass, right? That's happening every 35, 38 seconds. You're still in a window where you've got 30 seconds or so to place the bet and the window with our technology keeps that betting window open, maximize the the uptime. And so we wouldn't see the volume, like literally hundreds of millions of dollars of volume across these types of markets in football. We saw it in baseball. We saw it in college football. If in fact it wasn't a good user experience to your point, there are definitely those that are 30, 40, 50 seconds behind where you're not going to be able to interact with those types of markets. But vast majority of, of our betting goes on in a second screen environment, and it's worked quite well with the markets that we have so far. So just to summarize, because I'm, I'm watching all my sports on DirecTV or cable TV, and, and I'm, I'm 40 seconds behind on every single NFL game and the like, so it but but you're saying that people have a direct they're they're getting a much more direct feed the majority of the, of the country than I am. Yeah, I don't know where you say cable uh you're in Vegas so you have Cox cable I assume. I do. Yeah, so I don't know what Cox's latency is. I know here in New York I have Verizon Fios. I'm about 7 8 seconds behind when I watch a game. That's typically what we see on set-top boxes through cable and uh satellite. If you're going through a broadband connection or what, then it's going to be much slower because of all the buffering. So it really depends on where you are and what your ser- who your service provider is. So I'm in the wrong state. Sounds <laughs> like it, yeah. Yes. 
Well, you've been in the right state for like 40 years, Steve. <laughs> you've so, been so, in- and Ross knows this. When I live wager, I, I, can, I can only live wager during TV timeouts for that latency, that very latency issue that I, I just I, – I can actually – I'm watching a game. I look at the odds change on the in-game wagering, and I can, I can predict. I can tell you, oh, it's going to be a sack because yeah. I know that the adjustment is, is consistent with what a sack would do to the live odds. You know what you should check out, Steve, uh, is – and this just happened. I think it started in December. So it was like the last four weeks of the year on Sunday Night Football. Caesars, right, had a live video stream in their app of the Sunday Night Football game, and that was about four or five seconds behind the stadium. That's super fast latency, and that's actually in the Caesars atmosphere. Generally speaking, going forward over the next two, three years, you're going to see a lot more live, low-latency video available more ubiquitously, which will get rid of a lot of the latency that you're describing. And you can eliminate it, frankly, by just telling the consumer, hey, it was a, it was a two-yard run, you know, just ju- 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 to, to go ahead and show that. And get the consumer ready to see, you know, that, that they can instantaneously have that information the second that you get it as well. Exactly. And we now have created uh, almost like a, a single screen experience using animation, game state animation. So in other words, it takes our live data feed and it creates an animation that shows the user what's exactly happening on the field without the video. So like you said, we're trying to give our, inf- our our users as much information as we can in real time so that they can be educated to make their bet. So that's what I was going to say. How many people aren't necessarily even watching the game, Chris, but they still want to bet on the next at-bat by Aaron Judge or whoever? I mean, I know you were telling me when I talked to you at the Super Bowl, Steve, one of their, their biggest bets was when Aaron Judge was going for the home run People just kept betting with the home run record. People just kept betting walk because all these teams kept walking him, right? Exactly. Aaron Judge was our most bet on player. I think he had 156 or 157,000 bets. And the vast majority, like 80% of them were in the last 30 days. And a lot of them were, you just said, on walk because the pitchers were pitching around him. That's crazy. And then... Can people do it in the stadium? Like if I go to a baseball game, oh, yeah. can yeah. I can I I can bet on every pitch right there in the stadium? Yep. Uh, but this year it's going to be even better because we're now rolling out what we call SIP same inning parlays. Right? You just mentioned earlier how um, most betting, like FanDuel, has a great product, same game parlays. It's been very successful. They're kicking everybody's butt with that product. But now we're taking that concept down to a micro betting. So in other words, Aaron Judge is 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 batting against Aaron Nola. The Yanks and the Phillies are playing. And you can bet that Judge is going to get a double. The Yanks are going to score a run. And Nola is going to strike out one in that inning. And that's like a, you know, a thousand to one odds. And, you know, you bet, you, know, you bet 101 yards, you bet 10 bucks, you win a thousand bucks. Like what will bring like the concept of parlays into micros. That is going to be cool. All right. So I have two different questions here. Number one, one's for Steve, one's for you, Chris. The one for you, Chris, with the pitch clock speeding up baseball, does that hurt you guys a little bit because there's not as much chance or not as much time in between pitches? 
for people to bet or is it just make sure people are more on top of it and they they fire in their bet as soon as the other as soon as the pitch crosses the plate from the prior pitch great question last year our most popular markets were pitch level markets there were two two markets What's the next pitch going to be? Ball striker in play, and what's the speed of the next pitch going to be? 96 miles an hour or higher, right? Those two markets accounted for 52% of all of our volume, right? Pitch level markets. And the average market on pitches was about 22 seconds. So that's how much time. That's why automation is so critical. So now we're going to see that shrink to 15 or 16 seconds. Right. And so we're going to see how what kind of impact it has. I know one thing for sure. There is zero chance anybody could offer these markets without our technology. There's no way it could happen without our tech. And so we're going to see the impact on pitch level markets. Let's you and I get on this podcast maybe in beginning of May and we'll have some good data. We'll have a month or two of data and we'll tell you what it looks like. Steve, you were we, we, you and I were texting. You think that the pitch clock's going to do what to baseball? All the rules changes, in my opinion, are going to promote higher scoring because I, I understand the batter has some challenges with the pitch clock, but he even gets a timeout. He can step out once, which is ridiculous how, how he's allowed to have a timeout. The pitcher's the one that's staring at that pitch clock and I know Matt Scherzer's playing a little games with it in terms of just standing motionless. But for the bottom line, the pitcher's under more pressure. The pitcher has to deliver. You know, these bases are closer together now because they're bigger. And baseball's a game of inches. So if I got a man on first, I can only throw a couple pickoff plays over there. I got to worry about him. He's four and a half inches closer to second already. He's wearing an oven mitt mitt which puts him three inches closer to the bag as well. Everything is promoting scoring. I can't shift anymore. Uh, I think you're going to see so many runners just barely make it from first to third because it's six inches closer now round trip on a single. I think you're going to see much more stolen bases, much more pitchers getting frustrated. And some of these relievers that are used to taking 40 seconds between pitch getting gassed, you know, that, that they have to go ahead and deliver so much quicker. I will say, you know, regarding the latency, this product is perfect for someone that's at the stadium. This is like, because now you get to watch exactly what's going on, get instantaneous data, and what could be more exciting and fun. I will say this as a professional better: The same game parlays have been enormously profitable for the books. And I want to caution everyone, when you're, when you're betting into, is Aaron Judge going to walk? Single, double, triple, home run, et cetera. When there's the needle in the haystack, when there's multiple different options, it is this is really a vehicle for recreational betting and having fun. This is not a vehicle that professional bettors um, really focus on other than past posting providers that if they actually are in the stadium and that does go on. And Chris is well aware of it, that he's got to cut it off right before the, the you know, the result is, or he's going to get hit with people actually in the stadium. But other than that, this is a recreational fun vehicle treated as such. Don't think that this is going to be a moneymaker as a better. You won't win doing this you will not win but you will have a great time well chris but also i mean well first of all i think obviously we all know we talk about a lot on the show parlays are tough but i think of your i think of the micro betting as like an entertainment vehicle like to me okay 
I'm picturing going to a Phillies game or a baseball game. And I got a beer. But I just want to make it a little more interesting because baseball is, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're speeding it up. But so I bet a dollar or two dollars on every pitch or every at bat. You know, I got a beer in one hand. I got my phone in the other hand. It makes it more interesting. At the end of the game, maybe I won 20 bucks. Maybe I lost 40, whatever it is. Like, to me, it just gets me more engaged in what I'm watching as opposed to like thinking I'm going to, you know, make hundreds of dollars sitting on the third row side, you know, third base side. Yeah, you're both right. Steve is dead on. I mean, this product is a casual fan product. It's not for, you know, the the punters or the real experience betters. And that was the whole point. And and again, I, I don't come from the sports betting industry. I come out of the media industry and I know that one of the real opportunities that I saw in creating Simple Bet five years ago was if you could somehow bring the casual fan in to this ecosystem, right? Right now, there's less than 10 million daily active users across all sports. Yet there's over 100 million people in the U.S. that bet on sports in some way, shape, or form. So how the heck do you get the rest of those those people that play in March Madness pools or Super Bowl boxes? How do we get them into the regulated markets and we do it through creating like an entertaining product, right? Like I don't, we have data that shows we have a deal with the Yes Network, right? And it's a free-to-play game where we offer our markets inside of the Yankees app while you're watching the game. What's Aaron Judge going to do on this at bat? Single, double, triple, home. And, and that, that product, the average person was betting 44 times the game. And then if you look at all the consumption, like we can show that people that are interacting with the game with this casual product actually watch the game longer. And that's where all the value in the whole ecosystem is for the owners of the leagues and the teams is it all comes through media rights or most of it. So if we, have, we can show that these entertaining products are leading to more consumption, that has a lot of value to the whole entire ecosystem. And then whatever happens through sports, you know, sports betting is just an additive. All right. My last question. Steve and I are going to dive into basketball a little bit. We got March Madness coming up next week. We got conference tournaments right now. Is basketball a little tougher for you guys, Chris? Like when do people make basketball bets? Um, like during the, the four, you know, every four minute TV timeout, they bet on, the next possession. Talk to me about basketball. Well, uh, basketball took a little while for us to crack, um, but we've cracked the code. And we now offer markets. We're up the entire game with markets. What's, you know, player next attempt, right? In March Madness, um, as a matter of fact, our college basketball product, we had over a million and a half that's taken just this year in the regular season. We're going into March Madness now. And, you know, these player next attempt, who's, what's the next shot for Purdue going to be? Is it going to be a, a, a two or three-pointer or foul shot? Like, like, those markets are always up, always open, and it's proving to be really entertaining and very engaging for the end user. Awesome. Um, we will get to Steve's tips for betting conference tournaments momentarily chris really appreciate the time um this is awesome i i we gotta talk about it again next august when the preseason games come around for sure
because now that people know that you can do this. So for football, it's every play you can bet run, pass, whatever. Every series you can bet touchdown, field goal, three and out, punt. Uh, and that's basically what we're doing, right? So by next year, all of our listeners will know about it. A lot more people will know about it. I would imagine this is going to be like a snowball running downhill. You know, from, from your lips to God's ears. I love it. <laughs> Check out uh, at SimpleBetHQ on Twitter. Chris, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Good to see you, Steve. Nice to meet you, Chris. You know what else I appreciate, Steve? Labatt Blue Light. I was talking about having a beer at a minor league baseball game while I'm using, uh, while I'm doing some of the micro betting. That beer would be Labatt Blue Light. Baseball, way better with Labatt Blue Light. So is conference tournaments and NCAA basketball and, and anything else. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Um, Steve, any other, any other thoughts? And that's a bummer about the direct TV thing, um, for you, but I know this much that would make baseball a heck of a lot more interesting for me, especially if I'm in the ballpark and, and trying to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Let's talk about the entertainment aspect because so often, I mean, I'm a square, I'm just looking to make money, not a square. I'm the opposite of a square. I don't like to have fun ever. All right. No secret. I live on a golf course. All right. Hey, you know what? I don't jump over my fence and start yelling at people. I can't believe you spent $150 to play golf on this course today. You know, if you're betting $5 a game just on this fun stuff on a baseball game, all right? Let's say you make 20 bets. That's $100. The household on this stuff is probably about 20% on these um, on these exotics where there's multi-way betting. Well, so if you bet $100, 20 bets over the course of a game, that's going to cost you $20. It's like going and getting your movie and a popcorn to have a great experience. So this is a, a great entertainment experience that is far cheaper than almost any other form of gambling in a casino. So treat it as such as a really fun thing to do. And um, if you are serious about making money, Ross, we've spoken about this. Look towards the props. of There's only two outcomes on a drive. Will they score? Yes or no? Things like that. Will there be a run or will it be a pass for, you know, for one play? Something that only really has two outcomes. Much, um, much more beatable example, the Brock Purdy game where, you know what, Ross? I think it's going to be a run next play. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I, I would love to have been on that on DraftKings Sportsbook for the, for the in-game betting in the second half just to see how much they adjusted the market for run and for punt. Every time they got the ball. Um, Curious, Steve, about your point about the rule changes. Um, It's interesting because, you know, Max Scherzer and these guys have said they like the fact that they can dictate tempo, yet you still think there'll be more scoring. Oh, yes. I, I, 
I mean, how much tempo can you dictate when that clock says 15 seconds? And as a batter, I only have to step in there by eight. You only have eight seconds. So I get it. The pitcher can, the pitcher can just stand there and the batter now can't step out of the box and he can throw it with six seconds left on the clock or four or two. So it's almost like a snap count that he knows exactly when he can throw it. But you know what? It's not like football, Ross. It's not like you're snapping the ball. Last time I checked, when Scherzer's pitching, he still has to go into his windup or go ahead and deliver. It takes a second to to do that. So it's not like he can really quick pitch the batter. I don't think it's going to be a significant factor to, to benefit the pitcher. And I do know when I'm the pitcher, I'm staring at that clock, and my catcher wants me to throw a knuckleball, and I want to throw a curveball tick tick and he's not giving me my the pitch I want to throw and I'm out of time so I got to just go with what he's giving me it's going to be a big problem for the pitchers have you um do you have any tips for conference tournament for college hoops yes uh in these do and do or die games teams that are not in the tournament they need to run the table to get to the big dance they're not giving up this is it this is the last game so normally when a team's down 14, Evansville trails by 14. All right, call it a day and shake hands. Nope, we're going to foul to the bitter end. You know, and I love the fact there was a game last week where Iowa trailed by 11 with a minute to play by 10, and they won the game. So, hey, you're saying there's a chance. Uh, I don't want any part of any in-game unders on games that are at all competitive because you're just going to see some epic foul fests over the next week where teams just foul to the very bitter end. And uh, I, I saw a game, I don't know if it was Northern Kentucky yesterday. They're all merging together. There literally was 23 points in the final minute, Ross. Wow. That's nuts. Um, what about any other XFL thoughts? It feels like people aren't really, maybe it's with the combine and franchise tag stuff. It doesn't feel like people have been talking about the XFL quite as much. Yeah, so XFL, love the rules changes, love that the if the if your idiot punter kicks it out of the end zone, the ball comes out to the 35. If he kicks it out of bounds, the ball comes out to the 35. There's a kickoff return on almost every play because of the owner's penalties. The NFL should copy some of these XFL um, kicking rules. They're, they're, they're excellent. Um, I will say, I'll, I'll throw out one tip. Vegas has had some funky weather the last two weeks. We had a monsoon a week and a half ago, and we had a wind tunnel game last week. So all the stats on the Vegas Vipers is skewed. There's going to be a whole lot of scoring in Vegas games. I think if you bet every Vegas game over the next seven weeks and into the playoffs, but there won't be any playoffs because our team stinks, uh, I think you'll make money playing Vegas games, particularly to go over. Love it. Um very interesting. Any what does Derek Carr going to the Saints do for you, Steve? I mean, I, I know we're not betting their season win total yet, but what does that do for you? The Saints are a team the wise guys love. All right. They bet them last year to go over seven and a half wins. They bet them all the way up to nine. Yeah, they only won seven, but in the stats, it looked like they probably should have won nine games last year. Now with improved quarterback play. And a horrible division right now, it looks to be that the Saints are going to be the odds-on favorite to win that division. If you're going to bet on the Saints to win the division or for their season win number, I'd get at it earlier rather than later. I think there's going to be a narrative that the Saints are absolutely a team that's looking to win now. There's no question. And I don't know that any of the other ones are. You know, I think the Saints, Dennis Allen – 
and Mickey Loomis realize they really need to win this year. Whereas Carolina's new regime, Atlanta's probably wants to win, but they've got a young quarterback. Tampa might be in a rebuild. It's a good point. Check him out on social media at Fezzik Sports. You always know how to get to Steve. He's always at pregame.com. Of course, only pregame.com or at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And, of course, you can always check out the show, video, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.